if you're wondering about the reborn grenadier, he is not the grenadier in the human sense of I will take this grenade and I will throw it at my enemies. No, I will take this grenade and I will deliver it by hand. <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 69. Nice. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hitch. Nice. Nice. <laughs> it's, it's one of those numbers. You know the ones. <laughs> the sexy, sexy number. <laughs> will, will future historians look back on the number 69 like we did with the Mayans? And think, why was this so important? And they'll spend so much time just to find out. <laughs> uh, we we must evacuate the planet. The world ends in the year three thousand sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do housekeeping. You can listen to us everywhere. We promise. Um, visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info, and then follow us on any platform you prefer, or all the platforms, because that definitely helps. Uh, you can send us an email if you want to contact us at podcastcore, podcastcore at gmail.com, and then leave a like, follow, short view, or comment um, wherever you're listening. We appreciate it, but the easiest way is to tell a friend when they fall, get back up again by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. That's right, for our special episode, our nice episode. We go back to Noxus. We talking about Scion today, baby. We're talking about Scion. You know, it's it's funny. Our nice episode is us being nice to Noxus. Listen, we had to do him at some point, and part part of the Scion choice is because we love going back in time to the history of the crazed Noxus. Because Noxus does have a very, I mean, everywhere, every region has great history, in our opinion. But Noxus is a very interesting one because of future implications due to where they are in current history. But we can't do that without talking about Scion because um, this is a great project that happens in that space. Go listen to our Vlad episode. That's going to give you a little bit of a uh, view into this experiment that happens with Scion. Uh, but let's get started simply with our spell, Salt and Stitches. Uh we chose this one because this is the doctor who started it all. Dr. Eslinger, um, who started the experiment with the blood magic and this zombification type thing. Uh, Mega zombies is what we're going to call this episode. <laughs> uh, we, we, we have to let our weeb colors show at some point. Um, and I, I'll go ahead and read the card because, um, if you're like me, you probably have never seen this card. Uh, so this is a two mana focus speed spell and to play discard a card and summon a reborn grenadier and give it plus two plus zero this round. Yeah. This card's not good. Um, <laughs> it's purely for lore purposes. Uh, because there's so much you have to sacrifice on the front end to get an effect that you don't really need based on the pool of cards that came with Scion uh, in this set. Uh, but the quote on here is what's important, which says, Rise again, my child, Dr. Esslinger, the pensive physician. 
Listen, don't fall for that. That's all PR. <laughs> <laughs> this man is not pensive. No, not not in the least bit. All right, he's as, about as pensive as Scion, and we're going to get into how pensive he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and this this takes us directly into our follower we have here, which is a car that's created from Salt and Stitches called the Reborn Grenadier. Now, this one's important, and this one's actually a pretty solid card. It's a one cost three two ephemeral that to play discard one, and then when it's discarded, summon an exact copy of itself. Um, it's heavy early pressure because a lot of cards in this archetype when it came out, when discarded, come into play. So you're looking at a turn one. Hey, here's three things to deal with. Get fucked. Yeah. Like this card is insane because like the, uh, a lot of discard synergy esque decks in every card game, it, the payoff is, should be higher than the cost because discarding is inherently a two for one. Uh, whereas this card is like, no, whatever the payoff I get for discarding is combined with a body. <laughs> like it's, yep. it's and that that's exactly what every discard player wants. So this card is insane, but yeah. enough about the card. What, what about, what about the lore implications? Like, yeah. So what, from what we, get a, we get a clip of notes here. Um, talking about this zombie with gusto, uh, we have an, irregular, an irregularity in our mist. Though most of those we revive abhor their return to life, this fellow seems to both understand his lot and revels in the subsequent opportunities. Curious. <laughs> <laughs> now, when somebody ends with curious, it's usually like debate lord speak. Uh, it's definitely meant <laughs> <laughs> he means it in jest because he's a madman. Uh, and that also, uh, you know, reinforces the fact that he's not pensive at all. This man's doing human yeah. research on dead bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Not once again, not pensive at all, but it's also just great because it's like, this is like, if you're wondering about the reborn grenadier, he is not the grenadier in the human sense of, I will take this grenade and I will throw it at my enemies. No, I will take this grenade, and I will deliver it by hand. <laughs> and these guys are just happy at the chance to do it a second time. It was so much fun the first time. No return address. <laughs> so tell us about the Mega Zombisu Okay. So Let's get into it. Yeah, Mega Zombisu has got a pretty cool story and a big part of it is because uh the scion is one of the more at least for me one of the more memorable reworked champions um so the whenever they do like those big massive overhaul reworks um at least at the beginning riot tended to start shaping more of the story that we are taking so much time to delve into uh so a lot of these reworked ones have got some really cool stories and scion is not an exception to that so with his story as we kind of hinted at in the beginning of this episode we're going back in time uh we're not going to go quite as far back as we do with a lot of our other champions we're only going to go back of about a century maybe two um, <laughs> just a, and just a small we're century. <laughs> just just a small century um so with we're going back to a point where Noxus is still a very young nation, uh, and 
we're looking at the scion as far as his military career what we do know about scion is that he belonged to a tribe of renowned warriors that were some of the first if not one of the first tribes to become the nation of noxus uh and we've we discussed this before in a lot of our other Noxus episodes where it was a bunch of warring tribes that ended up forming a coalition that became Noxus. Yes. And Scion belonged to a very strong warrior tribe that formed that. And as far as with growing up in this tribe, Scion, part of growing up there is that he takes an oath to never take a backward step in battle and to die gloriously in combat. So Scion has no intentions of leaving a battlefield. All right. If he's leaving a battlefield, it's because there's nothing left to kill. All right. That is, <laughs> these are Scion's plans. And Scion, at least, you know, a lot of people take oaths and they do whatever with them. Uh, Scion takes this very seriously. Yeah. So we're only we only get into like the very like next paragraph of the beginning of this story. And I'm going to read this uh, just verbatim. Um while not noted for his subtlety or strategic acumen, Scion's <laughs> methods were ruthlessly effective, and he won many vicious triumphs for Noxus. So, yeah, um, we if you've heard our Swain episode, uh, we get to talk a lot about some of the greatest minds that Noxus produces within the military, within their military and being a expansionist empire. So... There's a lot of that. Scion is not one of them. All right. <laughs> Scion says, see enemy, kill enemy. Done. They don't figure out how to kill enemy, just kill enemy. It's it's Scion has a very frail Yordian mentality, yeah. right? He takes an oath that should be meant for posturing and, <laughs> and applies it literally. And the army's like, well, fuck it. If he wants to do it, sure. The man is a monster. Um, and I mean, a big part of this is that, uh, like, um, Scion with these vicious victories, uh, he's kind of well gets well known to be a no nonsense guy. So sometimes his allies aren't safe if they piss him off, yeah. which, you know, we get to see that a little bit with Renekton and it gets worse with Renekton after he ascends. We, uh, we, also, get a, episode. we also get a bit of that with Darius, even though Darius does have acumen for war. Um, it is said in historical listen to that episode where his, you know, his troops tend to be very selected because of him at any moment can change the plan. Right. Yeah. He has a lot more control than most generals. Yeah. And and I'm glad you brought up Darius because that's how he uh, kind of got into that position was that he killed a general for his cowardice yep. and said, OK, no, no, we're, we're doing this Anoxian way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Scion is definitely in that camp, except just, you know, not really with much honor behind it. It's more just like you made me mad. Die. Uh, Scion so, is very simple minded yeah. in that sense. Um, and as far as with, you know, Scion leading some of the larger armies, as well as some of other strong generals and the Noxus Empire's growth, the Noxian Empire 
ends up reaching a point uh, that as far as in its history is going to be its largest point. Yeah. Um, and if you ever want to like look at um, like go through like League of Legends, uh, either like the wiki page or their homepage, you can look at a map and you'll see that like there's a lot of distance between Demacia and Noxus. Um, and a big part of that is more that just that is where they kind of meet up in the middle. Uh, so their borders are very separated and we're going to get back to why they're separated here because all that middle space used to be Noxian yeah. and Scion is one of the biggest reasons for it. He's very well known uh, general at this point. And while he was on a campaign expanding into the Freljord, the Noxian empire gets surprised by some upstart rebels and it's even italicized in his story. In his story, italicized. These Damasians <laughs> <laughs> drove the Noxian war bands eastward. Uh, so these upstart rebels from the west, known as Damasia, are pushing back Noxus. And Sion has to call up his invasion into the Freljord. He's got to call it up short because hey, none of us were expecting this. We were expanding our borders when these rebels sprouted up, but you know, now let's get Scion to come down yeah. and squash a rebellion. So he return returns into Noxian territory, at least more towards the Western side to a city known as Havardis. All right. And it is at Havardis that we get to the biggest crux of his story. And Havardis is going to come back into his story too. Mm -hmm. It's a very important place for Scion. And when he gets there, what he sees is a Noxian army cowering in the city and a large Demacian army celebrating their victory yeah. and walking away. All right. Because we've talked about this in basically every Demacian episode. Pick one, listen to it. <laughs> but <laughs> the but the Demacians, they they built their city in a petrocyte forest. Yeah. And they just are happy to be where magic cannot exist. And they just want what is theirs. All right. So all of this was just to tell Noxus to go back to Noxus. All right. Yeah. Leave us. All right, we've won. You're in your city now. You can keep your city. We'll keep ours. Yeah. And you just stay away. Stay away. So these Demacians are now leaving, okay? And Scion rolls into the city, finds, like, asks who's in charge, grabs a guy and goes, hey, we're not letting any rebels walk away from here. All right, so get your men. We're going to go kill them. And... The, at this point, there have been many different conflicts, a lot yeah. of battles, because the Noxian army got pushed back to this point. And so this guy has been suffered defeat after defeat at the hand of the Demacians. And he's like, hey, um, I've lost a lot of good men here, Scion. And my men, they're tired. They're beaten. The, the morale is low. And they're leaving. All right. Like, there's no fight to be had here. So let's just let them go. We'll regroup and then we'll go deal with them. And Sion looks this man dead in the eye and then says, this is Noxus, <laughs> and proceeds to kick him off of the wall. <laughs> right, like, anyone who gets a 300 reference, you're my hero and I love you. <laughs> right, but they, So 
Noxus or Scion literally throws the the commanding general off of the walls of Havardis. Yeah, rallies all the troops, heads out the gate, and charges at the Demosians who are just you know happy to be heading out. The Demosians see this charge and they're like, "Okay, it's another fight. Let's do it. We we've beaten you all the way out here, so we'll do it again." And the battle begins, and the battle does not last long because Sion's cohort, they rush in after their mad general, who is A, leading the charge, and B, making a beeline for the commanding officer of the Damasian army, who is not just the commanding officer. It is King Jarvan I. (gasps) (laughs) There's more than one. Uh, so, so yeah, like the, the Demacians, the Demacians, this is like their whole army basically. Yeah. So they like, as far as like, now that we know that this is King Jarvan the first, we can assume that this army was a lot bigger than what Scion showed up with and what they chased into Yeah, this would be your first battalion, right? Like your, your main force that's with the king. Yeah, so absolutely. Probably, he probably had some guards with him, like king's guards as well. It's just like. He does, and we'll get to them. <laughs> so, so you know, you're, these guys are already beaten, battered, and bruised, but Scion leads the charge and is just like, I see General, I go kill General. So he's just diving past Demacian soldiers, chasing down King Jarvan I. Scion's cohort is like, hell yeah, we know what Scion does, and they go into the fight, and then all of the soldiers of Havardis are... Not necessarily of Havardis, but the guys who've been yeah. harried all the way back here, they watch the charge, and then they go, are they fighting? Okay, great. Let's go back inside. <laughs> and they 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 give up the fight. They give up the fight almost immediately. So yeah. already, what was an outnumbered army just dot, like basically is like cut in three quarters. Like, yeah. They're like they all of these soldiers are gone. So then Scion's cohort, like credit to these guys, they end up kind of fighting like to the dead to the last man. Yeah. And Scion, uh, he doesn't even care about this battle. He has one goal, and that's kill general, which happens to be Jarvan one. And he ends up getting into the ring of the royal guard, breaks through the royal guard. And challenges King Jarvan the first to battle at this point, because again, you're having to break through an entire army and an entire Royal guard to get to this challenge point. So Scion has some swords stuck in him and some crossbow bolts. And he's still just like, fight me. (laughs) (laughs) And Jarvan's like, okay, yeah, let's do it. So they duel and Jarvan wins. Okay. The, the, don't get he's already wounded and everything sure but this guy is like a freak of nature because he shouldn't be alive and jarvin finally kills him so then jarvin strikes the killing blow and with his last to dying consciousness scion grabs jarvin by the throat well specifically what it's written here is that he grabs the crown and then chokes him with the crown. <laughs> right? So I don't know. Like, it's not, like, written in detail. So I don't know if he's, like, crushed the crown around his throat. Or if he's just crushing his throat with the crown in hand. I'm I not think sure it's, about I think me. it's, like, 
Actually, I think he's. It's almost like, you know, you grab somebody with two hands around their throat, but one is grabbing the crown. The other one's grabbing the throat. So it's like it's like he's holding the top of his head and also his throat like this. Okay, And just crushing it. And it's crazy to imagine that because this is a monster, man. Like Scion is a beast, right? Just physically. We know that from his form that we see in the game. Yeah, and so, like, he's ridiculous. And so Scion, again, is basically dead at this point. Yeah. And then the Royal Guard, seeing that, like, Jarvid's getting, you know, crushed to death, basically, they finally are like, okay, enough of this duel. So then who knows how many dudes are now stabbing Scion yeah. with spears and swords, and he does not fall until Jarvan dies, okay? So he succeeds in choking Jarvan to death <laughs> while basically dead. <laughs> it's definitely an anime moment, right? There's your oh, yeah. reveal of why we said Mega Zombisu. <laughs> uh, of course, like for me, uh, uh, I, I take this as like One Piece. If you've seen like the battle at uh, Impel Down, um, which. Spoiler for any One Piece readers out there, it's where Ace dies. Yeah. Um, but uh, but um, like uh, Graybeard, like he's, or is it Graybeard or Whitebeard? Oh no, it's been too Uh-oh. long. Oh no, we're gonna get canceled. Uh, we're gonna get canceled. But like, it, <laughs> like he's he's standing there, literally like half of his body's gone, and he yeah. dies standing on his feet. Yeah. <laughs> like it's that okay? It's it's yeah. it's an anime moment. So. All right, so the the Noxian army loses, but Demacia loses its king. Okay, yeah. so literally no one walks away a winner and, at this and point. And a big so obviously go listen to our Demacia episodes because this moment in the Noxus and Demacia conflict is very important. Right? It's funny because the Scion aspect from the Demacia side isn't mentioned much, but Noxus remembers this, right? Because yeah. this is an important moment for them. And Demacia remembers, like even yeah. there's even like some short stories where Jarvan Four, um, or in and in Jarvan Four's bio, like it's mentioned that Scion appeared, and that's kind of where things go south for Jarvan. Yeah, and his escape uh, from the Noxian army um, is like that that monster that killed my great great grandfather. It's, it's, it's almost like they are constantly making up for it. Right, like every subsequent Jarvan is trying to make up for this disgrace that happened to Demacia. Yeah, which is kind of how war works, yeah. right? Yeah, but it's definitely like why it's like such a deep-seated rivalry between yeah. these two nations because it was a big loss for both nations. No one came out a winner here. Yeah, um, and so as far as with Sion dying, his body is recovered, and. It's it is specified along with the Demacian king's crown still in his grip. And it is, he's brought back to the immortal bastion, which is the capital city, yep. and like the capital building of Noxus. And he's, his body is taken back in honor and they mourn his death and they entomb him. And of course that's where his story ends, right? <laughs> um, of course not. So, now we fast forward close to like a hundred years or something like that. And a guy that we have mentioned before in a lot of our Demacian episodes, under the advice of a cabal known only as the Black Rose, <gasps> a totally, you know, 
Let's bring this word up again. Another pensive guy. <laughs> Another pensive guy. Borum Darkwill. That some bitch. That some bitch. Uh, Borum Darkwill. Like he ends up like following the cabal's uh, advice, letting the cabal exhume, exhume, yeah, exhume uh, Scion's body, and they bring his body back to life with some forbidden blood magic. It's. And, it's very fitting because at this point in time, Borum Darkwill is getting infatuated with the concept of immortality for himself, but also just in general. Um, so for him to seek out this Scion project by way of Dr. Esslinger, right, uh, and the blood magic that we know from Vladimir's episode, go listen to that, um, that he at this point is working in cahoots with the Black Rose in some respects. So Vladimir wanting to be re- relevant as much as possible, he always wants to be on the socials. He's like, yeah, fuck it, why not? He's probably involved in the background. Oh, you know he is. Yeah. Like, uh, he's like, we don't here's have my any, notes. We don't have any proof, but it's official casuals headcanon that Esslinger is like a high up in Vladimir's company. Yep. All right. Esslinger's probably met him maybe once. Yeah. All right. Uh, but. But yeah, so they bring Scion back to life. And of course, this is also at the point, not only like you mentioned with uh, Dark Will, you know, getting obsessed with the idea of immortality. This is also where he's a little more unhinged uh, because he's actually letting these people perform experiments on a dead body. Um, But it is successful. Scion is brought back to life. But Scion is a little angrier than he was before. So... That's a problem because this is already a guy who, if you pissed him off, he kicked you off of city walls. Yeah. So angrier than before is not good. Yeah. Um. And one of the things that's noted here is that he was constantly struggle against his bindings, against any restraints, screaming at the top of his lungs that he needed war. He needed battle. And Borm Darkwill is like, okay, great. Let's let's throw him into battle. Let's do it. All right. Let's send him out, re- release him on the front lines. Let's see how he does. Well, he performs great if your goal is only to kill. He performs terribly if your goal is to avoid friendly fire. <laughs> so he like just as he was in life he hurls himself into battle kind of like a battering ram but he's killing friend and foe alike yes and not only is he killing friend and foe alike when the enemy flees since there's no enemy standing in front of him he'll gladly kill the people behind him so scion keeps killing even when he's won the fight and it hits a point where even borum dark will is like okay this is not good It's funny because that's Borum Darkwell at this point is he makes these selfish decisions and then afterwards he's like, huh, not working out. All right, next. It's like, I'm going to send all my armies to every corner of the world to fight at the same time. Wait, that's not smart? All right, bring them back. <laughs> next. <laughs> next. I, and uh, this is like, if especially if you listen to our Darius Draven and Swain episodes, yeah. we mentioned Borm Darkwill's like deteriorating psyche. Um, this is one of the reasons why Swain is kind of looking at the Borm Darkwill going, yeah, this isn't going to work. We, we're going to, 
we need to overthrow this. We it's time to stage a coup because this this guy has lost his and marbles. Speaking of Swain, and speaking of Swain, so Sion gets entombed once again, <laughs> uh, and put it back, put, put it, it back, back. <laughs> put it back. Return the slab <laughs> or suffer my curse. <laughs> so, so they put Sion back. He kills about a hundred more people before he's actually fully restrained yeah. in this tomb. By the way, <laughs> so they have to basically put him in there with a battalion for yeah. him to kill. All right, and he's put away again for what is stated as another many years. Yeah, and then the tomb is opened once again. Except this time it's opened by Swain, who has overthrown Borm Darkwill at this point. Yes. Swain, as we have mentioned before, actually has a mind and acuity to battle and strategy. So Swain is like, okay, great. So we have lost the city of Havardis to rebels. We will send Sion to Havardis. Havardis being the city that he Sion died at at the hands of Jarvan the yeah. First. So, again, we're returning back to Havartis. But Swain's acuity to battle is, okay, put Sion in this big cage, put it in front of Havartis, basically leave the door on a timer, yeah, and get out. Everybody leave. We're not sending an <laughs> army. We're sending a Sion, all right? We're sending one person, all right? So Sion is released from his shackles at, in front of the gates of Havartis, and he basically single-handedly levels the city. That is not an exaggeration. He basically single-handedly levels the city. It is written here that he tears down two towers by hand. <laughs> this is literally releasing the Kraken. Yeah. What, what are you going to do? I have an army. We have a scion. This <laughs> is it's ridiculous. So, and I know we haven't gotten to the card yet, but if you've seen Scion's level up animation, where it's like the city gates exploding, yeah, and this whole city's in ruins and everything, it's literally that. But there's no army. It's just Scion. <laughs> it's exactly just Scion. But Scion levels the city, killing all of the enemy forces, killing every civilian, leaving no stone unturned. He kills everything. And then Swain basically has like a cleanup crew coming behind him to minimize Noxian casualties as they chain Scion up and put him back in the tomb again. But Swain kind of keeps the tomb unlocked. Because we're now at a point where it's like, hey, if we have a rebellion or rebels show up, we know who we're going to send now. We're going to send Scion. Yep. Scion is now the fixer. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, the card reflects this actually really well. I think when he came out, a lot of people were surprised because he is on the higher cost side. Um, but he represents the lore very well. And he was played a lot. I mean, sure, he's on the higher side, but it totally makes sense because this is like for an aggressive style, like seven mana is where you would want to be ending the game. And this is a good finisher. Um, just the last note for his story is now that Scion, now Scion is at a point where he rests in his tomb, but he's always very excited whenever he sees sunlight 
crack open because now instead of it just angering him it means he's going to kill again and that is basically where his story ends it's just happily waiting for swain to release the beast again and now we'll dive straight into the card uh so scion is a seven mana one six um so if it weren't for the fact that it was only six hp at seven mana like this misleading stat line would give him a dumpy reward, but he's only he's only getting half the stamp. All yeah. right, like the, the, this dumpy's a lie. Okay, so the reason it's a lie is though he's a one. It's a Brazilian butt lift. Sion <laughs> <laughs> got BBL. Oh my god! Why are you like this? Um. So uh, Scion is a seven mana, one six with overwhelm. All right. And he has, when I am discarded, grant your strongest ally overwhelm and place a copy of me into your deck. I have plus one plus zero for each card you've discarded this game. So a max of plus seven plus zero. Uh, So he can become an eight, six. And that's one of the reasons why the stat line is a bit of a lie here is he kind of stats up similar to Vi, but only by discard. Um, And his level up is you have discarded or summoned 35 plus power is for anyone who has played against a discard deck. This is easy. This is not hard. You will achieve this. It's very doable. (laughs) Right, and that's going to take us over to our level up, and our level up is Scion is an eight six, so he does not gain any bonus stats, and there's a reason for why he doesn't gain any bonus stats here is because he still has overwhelm, but now he has last breath, and his last breath is summon Scion returned. Uh, and he still has the whole, if you discard him, grant your strongest unit overwhelm. All right. So eight, six overwhelm, pretty nasty, but the scion return. Is, so when he dies, he summons an eight, four with overwhelm and uh, ephemeral. When I'm summoned rally. Yeah. Scion wins games. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Simple as that. End statement. Roll credits. <laughs> it's it's great, and the you know we have some extensive quotes on here um, that kind of refer to Scion's existence post you know his death, and how unlike most other of these zombification projects, Doctor Esslinger talks about how he specifically will have these fleeting memories um, that kind of come past, but he is the embodiment of the situation in which he died, right? It's like this rolling storm within him that keeps him going that a lot of these other zombification projects don't have. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. As far as like the, the one quote that I definitely want to read mm-hmm. here is, uh, uh, though the fog lingers as we first wake Scion, the full spectrum of war stirs a life within him that is both furious and reluctant to end. Um, and uh, like the whole reluctant to end is like just kind of like a little tongue in cheek since we're talking about Scion here. Yeah. Because the, of course, the summoning an ephemeral body is 
spot on for how he plays in League of Legends. So again, kudos to Riot for translating the that game over into the card game. But also just that, uh, yeah, you know, Scion, Scion is totally happy if there's just war. Scion doesn't want war to end. He doesn't care who wins. He just wants to kill people, baby. Exactly. And this kind of, you know, brings us to the end here um, is that recently we did a Galio episode, right? And we talked about how Galio is this beacon for Demacia. And we know that Galio um, requires magic to be able to animate, right? And I kind of see Scion as a parallel for Noxus, right? He is the symbol of you know, their destruction, how they behave as an army, and he needs blood to be powered. It's almost as if every time they release him, the blood that's in the carnage that's caused, because we do know how blood magic works for immortality based on our Vlad episode, that that actually fuels him, right? And he is always lusting for it, right? He's always waiting for the next moment that he can do that, just like Galio's always waiting for the next moment that he can defend his allies. It's yeah. a good parallel of these two beacons that represent them. And just like Galio, they bring, they lug Sion across to wherever they want him to attack, right? Yeah, um, so I think that's a really cool parallel that Riot, I guarantee, didn't do by accident. Oh, definitely not by accident. I mean, it's like they, these two constantly warring nations that are just so different, they're monumental characters. One is a shield the other is a big old hammer like it's they they're very they're very different despite the similarities of having these monumental characters be the flagships of their armies the unstoppable uh, I, force meets the immovable object i will say between the two i'm a scion fan and it is specifically because scion has legs <laughs> <laughs> And you don't have to have all of the men and everything to move a entire mountain of stone. <laughs> yes, Scion is more practical. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> as always, thanks for listening. This has been a long one, but we enjoyed this one a lot. Um, but we will be back soon, as always, with the next episode. Take care, everybody.